Hey mama, welcome to Postpartum Confessions, a podcast for anyone navigating the ups and downs of becoming a mom. I'm Felicia. I'm Bree, and we're here to bring you truly unfiltered conversations from the expected to the unexpected parts of being a mom. Whether you're trying to conceive, pregnant, or already a mother, this podcast is for you. Let's discover the secrets no one told you about motherhood and how to overcome them together. They say it takes a village. Welcome home. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hey mama, this is Felicia. Welcome back to another mini episode, our short and to the point conversations. This week, we wanted to have a little fun and talk about 10 things that we did not expect, learned, or felt during pregnancy that needed to be shared. We also got a few ones that some of you shared from Instagram and do let us know which ones are relatable. Hey mamas, this is Bree. And before we get started, I just wanted to put out a little reminder that on this episode, we're going to be sharing some of the things that we experienced and some of the things that were shared with us, but that each pregnancy is completely and totally different. And that is more than fine. It's great. So you may experience some of these things, you may not. And again, keep in mind that that's okay. So with that, let's go ahead and get started and share some of these fun, maybe not so fun things. (laughs) So the first one is going to be by week eight or early on in pregnancy, I was already mentally exhausted. I was super anxious. I was already feeling like my moods were out of control and I was really kind of down all the time and was not feeling like myself. And it was just a weird feeling for me because I had dealt with that like now and then, but I did not think it was going to come on so like quick and just like immediately peaked. So I had very much been kind of hit with that. And I was so looking forward to being pregnant because of some things that were going on. And I didn't expect it to happen the way it did. So I was like, oh, this is going to be so much fun. I'm so excited. And then I was just kind of like ran into a brick wall. And I was like, what happened? Like, is this going to be the whole time? I was so confused. Right. I know. I don't think you, I I guess you just don't expect that, right? I mean, we know that hormones are going to go back and forth and we know things are going to be so different. But it's not expected to, I guess, I don't know, same thing like in the movies or what I thought and everything was going to be is you're just glowing and you're just radiant and all of these things. It's like a smooth sailing type thing. And it is not. I mean, I am fortunate that I didn't have very difficult pregnancies um, or my difficulties came from other things, not necessarily like how I was feeling. But I do remember feeling, especially in my first pregnancy, just exhausted physically. Like, I mean, I could be mid-conversation and just fall asleep. And if you know me, like I cannot fall asleep anywhere except for a crazy comfortable bed and mo- most of the time my bed. I'm just like not good at it. So, but I could legit fall asleep like anywhere. It was so tired. <laughs> yeah, no, I I physically was like okay for the most part. So that was not a huge thing, but for when I mentally got into that um, really hard point for me, I just kind of reached out to my OB and let them know, which is something great. So if you feel that way, definitely do that. And I got in touch with a psychiatrist and we got me on some medication, which was totally safe to be using throughout pregnancy and throughout nursing as well once I was postpartum. So that was kind of good for me to just kind of recognize and then have an action plan. So that's a good tip for if you ever feel that way and you're just all of a sudden like stuck in this place and you have no idea what to do. Right. Yeah, no, definitely. 
And I think another one is feeling nauseous and having food aversions. Now, I know you said you experienced like a little bit more nausea. I, man, I'm so happy I didn't. I know, don't want to like be gloating, but I know a couple of people who were just like sick constantly. And I'm like, thank goodness. <laughs> like I bypassed that because it was, it looked miserable, you know? What did you like experience that level? Uh, no, not that level exactly. I had a few friends that had it like from day one until the end and I totally Ugh. feel for them. Mine kind of started at around probably eight to nine weeks and I got nauseous all the time. Something about me is just that I refuse to get sick. <laughs> I just, <laughs> there have been several times where I should have in several situations and I'm like, I'm not going to get sick. I refuse. So the nausea was pretty intense, but I never actually physically got sick. So I had a lot of food aversions. The smell of eggs cooking, the smell of any sort of beef cooking, I could not do it. I was like, I have to either leave the house or you need to tell me, like to my husband, like you, you need to tell me when you're going to be cooking these things because I cannot handle it. It was just that bad. Yeah. I totally went like throughout most of those weeks, probably until like 12 weeks, not really doing much about it because I was like, oh, I've nauseous all the time beforehand, like a few times when I'm eating something that didn't sit well or something like that. And I didn't think there was much I could do about it. And then my mother-in-law was like, have you ever tried a mint before when you're feeling like that? I'm like, no. And she handed me one and I was like, it went away after like 10 seconds. And I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, what? I did not know that mint has a natural oh effect on nausea and kind of made it subside. So again, anyone that has that, please try mints or try the, I think they're called uh, the pregnancy pops. They also have some of those and they're pretty popular. So definitely try those because it was miserable not feeling like I ever wanted to eat or move yeah, or do anything once I'm nauseous. I did know about mint and somebody got me a pack of like ginger gum and that was really helpful too. Like it was just to kind of like calm the stomach and different things. And I think those are helpful even outside of pregnancy. So you can try them out. But I, my aversions came with meat, like specifically red meat. Well, actually any raw meat. I, well, I didn't want to eat red meat and then I couldn't cook any meat. I didn't even want to look at it. It was just disgusting. And so either my husband had to take over cooking or we had to get food out and it just needed to be cooked. I could still eat chicken, but it had to be cooked. Like it was just, ugh, it was so, I just remember standing over like the pan, like putting it in and just like, huh, huh. I was like, I can't. And I would walk away. Yeah. Oh my word. I did the same thing pretty much. It was just bad. Yeah. Uh, the third thing is waiting for that bump to happen. And this is like so common. I know that like especially with your first, you're like, okay, like, where's the bump? I want to get all the cute pictures and wear all the maternity clothes and everything. And mm -hmm. I started to bloat. It was definitely not a bump, but it kind of looked like one at like 12 weeks. But I really <laughs> didn't start to show until probably around like 20, 22 weeks. And I just remember feeling like super happy that I had one and we took so many cute pictures and everything. And then once it got towards like the middle towards the end, probably around like 25 to, you know, like the 32 weeks. I was like, I can't, 
Like, I don't want to bend over and, like, tie my shoes. And I was, like, in the shower. And I'm, like, how am I supposed to do anything? It was just, like, in the way. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you might have to share a little picture with us so we can see, like, your progression. But, uh, I mean, I thought mine was going to come a lot sooner than it did. I mean, I think I started – I kind of don't even remember. But, yeah, I mean, I probably started showing around the 20-week area, too. But I feel like it didn't get, like – big until like 32 plus like because I remember I remember I wore something and I was like oh look my my bump is showing my husband was like isn't it supposed to be bigger or like wouldn't it be and I was like you would think so because I kept talking about it like I wanted it like the bump you know and I was like yeah man I was I don't know where it is like what's going on in there like maybe she's tiny I don't know and this was one with my daughter and then all of a sudden it just like comes out so everybody's like bump is going to come at completely different times. And then during the second pregnancy, it is also incredibly different. So, but yeah, I just remember thinking like, where are you? <laughs> oh, I know. Me too. And then I also have a tilted uterus towards the my spine. So I guess that was partly why I seemed small even when I was around like the 35, 37 weeks. And I would get comments mm -hmm. all the time about it. So I I was like, oh, well, I know I'm small. And I was like, you don't have to keep telling me because <laughs> I was like so excited for the bump. And then I kept getting comments like that. Right? This is my bump. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? And then you're also waiting for the bump to happen. Mm -hmm. And then it happens. And then some people, like, it really happens. And you get the stretch marks all up your stomach, too, and stuff. So I know that's, like, also something to be prepared for in case that happens to you. Yes. Body changes. Definitely a thing. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, the weight gain, which is number four, I gained a huge amount of weight, but I was also having a hard time with my thyroid. So that would probably be my reasoning as to why I was so tiny my whole mm -hmm. life up until I got pregnant. Because when I went into my appointment the day that I found out and then we confirmed it with the doctor, I was I went in at 106 pounds, which was not healthy for me at least. So when I got pregnant, and also one, evened out my thyroid, which was awesome because now I'm at a very healthy weight and it's maintained. Uh, but I gained 60 pounds my pregnancy. And my daughter was only six pounds, 13 ounces when she came out. Mm -hmm. So that gives you some perspective as to exactly where the weight was going. It wasn't my daughter. <laughs> right. Well, we do tend to gain weight in other areas and there's fluid weight. But yes, there was still some decent weight gain is what you're saying. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was definitely a different experience from going from like what felt like zero to 100 over the course of not very long because I gained it pretty fast. <laughs> and you know, I think that's quite common. I mean, I've seen, I saw it across all the time that it, it's not uncommon to gain upwards of 60 pounds, you know, just either based on uh, different body things going on or consumption, you know, and you are growing a human. So there's that. On the flip side, I didn't gain much weight both of my pregnancies. I gained about 20 pounds total. And that is like literally enough for what they quote for like the babies and whatever. So I guess I didn't gain any weight, but I gained all pregnancy weight. But I was incredibly hyper aware of it. And I am a dietitian, so I'll caveat that, that I knew what I was eating and I knew what I was doing to not gain weight. But caveating with, I also started out overweight. So maybe a dietitian, but I'm not a fit dietitian working on it. But I was hyper aware of not making it harder on myself in this sense, because it is harder when you're overweight than when you start thinner and you gain like all 
there's, there's lots of things that go with it. We can get into that in another episode, but both of these things are quite normal. So we just wanted to throw that out there, the two different perspectives on that weight gain. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's always different for everyone. And also like the first kicks, the first like rolls and like all of the hiccups once your baby starts moving is like one amazing. It's like so cool to have that happen. And I think it was like one of my favorite parts, but two also can like lead to some anxiety Mm -hmm. because those things are kind of hard because once they're doing those things, if it stops, changes, you know, all those things can make you anxious, but also when they start can make you anxious because some people it starts like they're like at 13, 14 weeks and they're feeling the baby when you're at like 21 weeks and you're just starting can make you a little nervous too because placenta placement and baby placement is all something that plays into that as well. But once I got towards the end at around like 35 to 37 weeks, uh, my daughter was getting hiccups every single day and I can't (laughs) stop them because they're not my hiccups. So I was like trying to sleep and I was like, oh my word, (laughs) like go to, go to sleep. (laughs) Right. Oh my gosh. You're right. The first little, like, well, all of them, all the kicks and all the little things are funny. And I remember feeling like the first one, it feels like, I don't know, kind of a little ticklish or like a little gas bubble. I didn't know how to like, and I, I just remember feeling it and my husband and I were taking a nap and I was like, oh, great. Some indigestions coming because heartburn's real or was for me. And, you know, but it was like a little ticklish and it happened. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever, I'm going to sleep. And then it happened again. And I was like, oh my God, I think that was her. And I totally like, you know, freaked out. I was like, feel this. And he couldn't feel anything because it was literally the first ones and they're not very strong and like fluttery, you know? And then as you, like you said, it continues to like grow and, and happen. And that's when you, you know, you can start sharing that with your partner or whatever that you start feeling them. And I know you threw in, which is one of our next one of starting to be scared when you don't feel those kicks and those different movements every now and then. And you're right, because I I don't know if it was just my babies too, but I feel like they woke up when I was trying to sleep, super annoying, really cute. But I'm like, man, you've been quiet in there all day. And now you want to start rumbling as soon as, you know, I lay down, which I guess is a thing because you're laying down and not moving and, you know, they're awake now. But yeah, I mean, I totally relate to like freaking out when they, especially when you're supposed to start doing the kick counts, which I think is obviously it's needed, but it, that's what gave me an incredible amount of anxiety because I was like, no, we have to get this amount of kicks. We have to, I have to feel like this. And I would drink the ice water and I would lay on the side and I would do the things. And, you know, luckily my pregnancies went well and, you know, nothing happened, but I called multiple times if I needed to, like if I couldn't feel them. And with my second in particular, because he didn't, he did it more than she did to where I was like barely getting the kick counts or sometimes I wouldn't in that hour time frame that they wanted you to do or whatever. And I went in like at least four times and got checked. <laughs> it was obviously a waste, but not, it was a waste. I'll put that in quotes because, you know, everything was fine, but it wasn't a waste because I was able to sleep <laughs> knowing he was okay. Yeah. A few times I've had the same thing happen. I tried the ice water, tried laying down. I tried, you know, drinking something more sugary or eating something more sugary. And sometimes it just didn't work. And it happened a few times, twice that I went in. One time um, I went in because 
like I just overall wasn't like feeling well at the same time. So I was like nervous something was going to mm-hmm. happen. And then the other time was actually when I went into labor and I had no idea. So <laughs> good thing to go get checked if it's at the end because sometimes, you know, they'll go a little radio silent for whatever reason trying to like wiggle their way or something's going on. So always get checked if you're nervous because honestly, it's a waste of no one's time. And I had some great team members at the hospital who also reiterated that to me multiple times. So if you need to, go in. But there are times where they'll change their schedule. They're just Mm -hmm. more sleepy. They're growing. You know, that stuff happens, but definitely can happen that (laughs) you just want to make sure because the sooner you do, the sooner you can always catch something if something might be wrong. Mm -hmm. But also at the end, for me at least, it was the swelling and the heartburn. Both were excessive. (laughs) And my like blood pressure would go like up And then I'd start swelling more and then it would kind of drop down a little bit. So like I was like on the cusp of them being like, we don't know if we should like have you on something or if we should just be like monitoring. But it ended up being okay because it wasn't, it never got high enough, but it was just sometimes I'd get dizzy and whatnot. So swelling can happen. I could only wear slippers at the end. (laughs) Could not wear anything else. My feet were huge. (laughs) Yes, they were huge. Like the whole bottom of the calves, the feet. Nothing fit comfortably. I tried putting on like compression socks because I thought it would help. I couldn't, there was no way they were going on. And this progressed or stayed for a few days, maybe even a week or plus after birth too. But yeah, it was just towards the end. Like, I don't know if it was like a combination (laughs) of getting warmer and just different bodily things, but it luckily it wasn't incredibly painful unless I like, or it wasn't painful at all. But if I was on them for a long time, I would start to notice that. But heartburn, some women don't get it. And oh, you're so lucky. It was excruciating. Like, I mean, not sleeping. I had to take like Tums or like a million different things and try everything because it didn't even matter if I avoided common heartburn foods. It was just a thing. Like, And there's an old saying like that if you have a lot of heartburn, your kid's going to have a lot of hair. And I don't know if that's things people say all the time, but my grandma would tell me that. And both my kids had a ton of hair. So I was like, maybe it's true. To be fair, my daughter did not have a lot of hair. So I think that kind of See, it's not, it it's not a thing. <laughs> no, I, yeah, there's this is not a scientific thing. <laughs> no. And I had to take um, prescribed medicine because of how bad my heartburn was. There was like no helping. And also I still have it sometimes and I never had it before. So just a note, some things will stick with you after pregnancy. It is possible. They will. She's <laughs> right. It's yes, it has changed. But also <laughs> let's talk about some body pain. For me, it was mostly hip and back pain so much so that I had to go to physical therapy for it for several weeks. Um, I also do have a slight problem with scoliosis. It's not severe, but it's just enough for them to one, they were questioning if I was going to be able to get the epidural if I wanted it just to make sure. Mm. And two, they just wanted to make sure that I wasn't going to further damage my back because of my back, how it was arched. Also diastasis recti happened for me, which is a separation of your abdomen muscles. So that also was why I was in physical therapy. So there's just like so many little things that can happen. It's not a huge one. Like there are people that can help you, but if you notice like a severe amount of pain, don't let it go untreated because there are ways that they can help. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely not ignore any pains. You know what pain I had actually is it was when I was laying down, I would have like excruciating knee pain, like trying to sleep. And the only way to cure it was to swap to the other side. And I tried putting like a pillow between a pillow underneath a pillow everywhere, like in anything 
but literally it was whatever side I was laying on, that knee would just ache after a while and I would just have to keep flipping and flopping. So you can imagine sleep's maybe not that great as you're getting further along in pregnancy. So add in some pain and you may as well not be sleeping. (laughs) Yeah, right. Sleep is definitely difficult during pregnancy. Yeah. You know, one of the things I was incredibly surprised about was how much I loved being pregnant. I mean, there were a lot of things that scared me, that worried me, that all of the things. And I thought I was going to be I thought I was going to hate it and be like incredibly anxious because I I don't know how to explain it, but I'm kind of particular. Like I don't like being sick. Like if I cut myself, it like makes me a little like, I just don't like injuries or like inconveniences. I don't know how to explain it. it, 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 I think it's a little bit of like an anxious, whatever tendency. And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to have a human in there growing and my body's going to be, it's like out of my control, right? Like it's, that's what it is, is that I, I like to know that I'm in control of some things. And I thought, I don't know how I'm going to be pregnant. And my husband and I talked about it before we got pregnant and stuff too. And he was like, oh, I think it's going to be a nightmare. And it was not, I loved it. I mean, outside of the little things we're talking about, but most of these things are, are, you know, manageable, tolerable, or you can figure out But yeah, no, I absolutely loved it. So if you're worried or scared about being pregnant or what may or may not happen from somebody who's incredibly, has an incredible need for control, it wasn't that bad. (laughs) It was actually great. Yeah, no, I (laughs) definitely enjoyed it. It's just, there was just some other little things that kind of were like, oh, I wish that didn't happen or, oh, I wish that didn't happen. So definitely enjoyed it. But for me, it was a little bit more difficult, and I totally understand anyone that agrees they either hate being pregnant and just love the babies. So I know how that is. <laughs> oh, that's – I mean, it's totally a thing. Like, you don't – you know, some people don't like the pregnancy and some do, and totally a thing. And one of our last ones that's just a little bit funny or on a side note was this one's actually one of my husband's for me, or he he would literally tell people about this. that, And it was a little embarrassing at first, but we're here to keep it real, is how – gassy you can be. (laughs) And it's a thing. And it has to do a lot with increased levels of the hormone progesterone. And then of course, the increased pressure from the growing uterus. So it's totally normal for this to increase, but it is a thing that you're just going to have to get used to if you're already like a little nervous about you know, having a little gas in front of people, it's going to happen. Oh yeah. No, you can definitely (laughs) like feel it in your like stomach too. Way before it even happens, you're just like, uh, well, first of all, sometimes you're like, is this baby or is like, what's going on? And you're like, nope, not baby. <laughs> <laughs> so it does happen. And like with all of these things, it is so different for everyone. It is so common to have mm-hmm. all of these or none of these or half of them or something even that we haven't talked about. <laughs> it's very possible. So definitely yeah. talk to your OB or your regular doctor if you have any questions or you're concerned about anything weird. Other than that, we will go ahead and we'll also link just some, uh, at least one article on all of these things plus some others and how you can either make them a little easier for you or you might be able to get rid of some of them. Depends. Probably not, but you can try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, at the end of the day, enjoy the process as much as possible. Enjoy the change. Enjoy the chaos. It's, you know, it goes fast and it's a good story to tell later on. I'll tell you that. But that is all for us today. So we hope you enjoyed this fun episode and let us know your thoughts. Um, You can share with us on Instagram. We'll be posting everything there and we'll see you next week for another great episode. All right. Bye, Bye, Mama. Bye, Mama.
Thank you so much for joining us today. We're so excited you're taking this journey with us. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please subscribe, leave a rating or review, or tell another mama about us. To stay up to date with postpartum confessions and get all the behind the scenes content, you can join our email list or follow us on Instagram at postpartum confessions underscore. All the links are in our show notes. They say it takes a village. Welcome home, mama.